Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Alec again with another episode of the podcast. And today's episode is going to be called Presence. So I just recently finished a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And as far as what it's done in my spiritual experience, it's uh, really opened my eyes into what presence really is. A little bit deeper understanding of not only just Buddhism, but other aspects of religion and how they all tie together and pretty much stuff like that. So I took some notes here I wanted to share with you guys. Um, And then we can chop it up and talk about it. Also, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, gripes or complaints, please let me know and then we can talk about them. So what I have here is you have what I have. You just can't see because your mind is making too much noise. So in meditation, um, let me just refer to it as in Taoist terms, Wu Wei, right? Which means um, the action of no action. So that's how I see meditation as being right now. Of course, there's ways that anyone can see it and interpret it. But what it looks like for me is clearing out the past from my mind and wiping out the present or wiping out the future rather to become present. So, um, yeah, I cannot tell you any spiritual truth that deep within you don't know already. All I can do is remind you of what you have forgotten. So I believe that knowledge is bestowed within each one of us because we are all part of one collected consciousness of God in terms. Um, so yeah, I implore you to discover what your purpose may be and what your truths are and what's not true. There is and always has been only one spiritual teaching, though it comes in many forms. So spirituality in general, of course, can be divided by theistic and non-theistic religions. Let's call it religion, not spirituality. That's a whole different ballgame. So religions can be um, divided in those ways, but they, depending on if they're theistic or non-theistic, can give sort of a similar uh, teaching if you're looking at it as being that. Otherwise, if you're just so hell-bent on how much right you are compared to how wrong everyone else is, then obviously it's not going to be seen that way. Let's talk about enlightenment. Enlightenment is to regain awareness of being and to abide in that state of feeling and realization. Let's talk about God. The term God seems to have lost meaning over time. People who have yet to step into the spiritual realm affirm or deny as if they even know. They claim possessiveness of said God. You know, I know a, peop- a lot of people that refer to them to God as their God. You know, this is my God and my God does this. My God does that. Um, it's really just a way of separating things. Us as humans, we like to categorize stuff. We like to put stuff, um, you know, segregate it so that all these things have similar qualities so we have to look at them similarly i like to be more objective based than that uh, nowadays at least let's talk about being being is the very essence of yourself feeling your presence um an identification with your mind so i see that this existence is cut into many Um, aspects as far as what it all boils down to in my eyes again like I said this entire podcast 
is based off of what I've come to know as true in my spirituality. I'm not telling you that these things are true to you or that you're wrong and I'm right or I'm right or I'm wrong and you're right, you know, so everything's open to interpretation. So identification with your mind, which is one of those subcategories of existence in my eyes, creates concepts and labels, judgments and definition, all of which deprive us of our true relationship to everything. So I've noticed when I go into a certain situation and I think I know what something is, odds are it winds up being completely different than what what I actually thought it was. So tools have many uses. I think of life and situations and experiences as Swiss army knives, right? You can sit there and pull out the knife and only use the knife. And then at that point, a Swiss army knife is just a knife. You can only pull out the corkscrew. And to that uh, Swiss army knife, it becomes a corkscrew. Or if you use all of them, then it's just a Swiss army knife, you know? So I implore you to look at um, different views and opinions and try to be open-minded and everything. It just makes things a lot easier to accept because we like to think that we know everything. That's the ego talking, you know, but we'll talk about the ego here in the future. We don't use the mind. It uses us. So um, that's pretty much just saying that the mind governs like thoughts and emotion and those can be overwhelming to the physical existence and become so much so that they get acted out throughout our bodies and that's what it means by using us so watch the thinker it causes you to awaken witness your mind which gives you no mind the presence felt with such intensity that thoughts emotion and even physical form cannot compare which is also achieved by being fully present in all that you do drop your ego which is the identity of who you believe yourself to be ego only cares about past and future there's no presence in ego so like i said before i feel like us and our human existence were so based on uh depression and anxiety and all these um negative emotions i see depression as being thinking about the past too much on like what would have been could have been or should have been And I prefer not to think about those things because there's no changing them. And the same thing with the future. If you um, hype up a situation in your head so much, you can become so caught up in the future that you forget where you're at at your present moment. And that just makes uh, that just makes you kind of like absent from the whole experience. Or you could be anticipating something bad and put yourself through hell for no fucking reason. So try not to do that you know i try not to do that at least um the more we learn about the workings of the body the more we realize we know not as much as we thought um the same thing as open-mindedness right uh my arm can be used to throw a football my arm can also be used to shoot a basketball does it just make me a football thrower or a basketball shooter no my arm can do many things so Try to keep open-mindedness, like we discussed before. Emotion I see as being the body's reaction to the mind. Observing emotion is just as important as observing thought. And thought and emotion feed each other. That is how the 90 seconds that we spoke about last episode is prolonged. 
excuse me, by dwelling mentally on the situation, event, or person perceived to cause the emotion, the thought feeds emotion and emotion feeds thought. The mind cannot find the solution because it's part of the problem. So emotion and thought are going into sort of a vicious circle that never ends, um, just continuously feeding each other. And the only way to get out of that circle is to put your mind and your presence outside of that circle. So every pleasure contains within itself the seed of pain. It just takes time to grow. And what I mean by this is uh, any of my fellow weed smokers or anything like that out there, um, you know, psychedelics, whatever you whatever you do. um, It's sort of like being high and then coming down, right? Because there's pleasure in being high. It feels different. It's an escape that's sort of serene to certain people. You know, some people have bad experiences. Um, But within that, there's already a moment where you're not going to be. And the ride down is going to be painful. You don't think about that when you're getting into it usually. But uh, those are just things that we have to be more mindful of. That, of course, can tie to real life experiences rather than just smoking weed, but um, that was my preferred example. Pain is resistance to what is. Accept it and act on it. Pain also feeds off of itself. It causes you to inflict or feel it. Observe the pain and see for yourself. So what I've noticed is that when we are in pain, let's say we're angry, we decide to fight. We decide to argue. We decide to um, act out pain in another way. It's sort of, if you harbor that energy, if you um, dwell so much on that specific emotion, it's kind of all you become. You know, the pain body emanates throughout yourself and you just ultimately become an angry person rather than just a person who is angry. So... I try not to do that, of course. Um, Meditation helps me a lot as well. And then just recognizing when those things are coming up to bother me. uh, I can step outside for a second, look at it, feel it for what it is, and deuce out. That's how I try to be. The ego can't be wrong. Otherwise, it would die if it was. The ego is fear, but it has many of fears. It attacks and defends for itself. Um... One thing I've noticed with ego, especially when I'm in conversation with another person, would be that um, I've already made up my mind on my decision to what someone's going to say as they're saying it, or maybe sometimes even before I hear it, if I know the person enough. Um, And now, nowadays, I'm trying to get out of that. Um, And the way that I do that is just by letting the other person shine in the conversation, imploring more about their um, experiences and how maybe what they could be thinking or trying to say could apply to my life. Um, Power over others is weakness disguised as strength. I believe that 100% and I see it in the government all the time. Um, But yeah, let's talk about how to feel presentness is what I call it. So... Presence is the place in between the past and the future on where we currently are. There has never been a moment where we haven't been present. Uh, There was never a time when your life wasn't now, and there never will be, you know? So, 
Let's feel presentness. Focus your attention inside of your body. Know the feeling that you're experiencing at that current moment. Accept it. Don't think about it. Don't identify any label to it. Just observe it. Okay? And the more you practice these things, of course, maybe the first time they don't work out. They don't feel like what you thought they would feel like. But don't think that they're going to feel like a certain thing. Don't have an expectation already in your head. If you practice anything, the more you do it, the better you become over time. There's a lot of discipline in this. And there's a lot of um, values and morals in this whole situation. Okay. The ego also believes itself not to be whole. And many ways to make the ego whole would be to obtain possessions, money, power, or recognition. They all complete the ego. People are not complete after receiving these things, but they always tend to think that they are, you know? One situation I would say was, oh, I'm so bored, man. Um, I should spend my time with a game console. What do I like? A PS3. Let me go buy it. Okay, so I spend my money on that PS3. I get it, and that's not enough for me because then I'm got my mind on a PS4. And then once I get that PS4, I'll have my mind on a PS5. I'll never be fully satisfied because the ego doesn't allow for something like that to happen. Um, people, oh, here we go. The secret of life is to die before you die, which means kill that ego before your body dissipates. Um, that's how you get to experience life more is when you experience life less. Only when we're deprived of something do we understand what it actually means to have it. Um, only then will you see that there's no death, okay? The problems of the mind cannot be solved on the level of the mind. The mind is a tool. A tool that when abused can turn into a weapon either for or against you. Um, I try to continuously sharpen my mind. I like to, uh, you know, do brain activities and uh, put myself in scenarios and read a lot and just you know, build up myself, uh, build up that mind and strengthen that mind because just as important as physical exercise is for the body, um, mental exercise is to help us, let's say function better. That's what I'll call it because that's what I see myself as doing when I do this. Okay. And I came up with a mantra while I was reading this. Um, I've been telling myself this in my meditation that I am not what I was or what I wish to be. I am what I am. Have you ever experienced anything outside of now? No, and you never will. So here's what I mean. So if you said, um, yeah, I did that, that implies that it was in the past. But before it was in the past, it was in the present. It had to be now before it was then. And it has to, yeah, it has to be now before it's the future or you know, however you decide to see that. So the moment you realize that you aren't present, you are. Um, and one way, of course, is we described how to feel presentness. Um, and I focus my presentness and my meditation on my breath work. So I'll, you know, start my meditation with 10 deep breaths, get the body relaxed, get in that state of mind, and then go into the repetition of counting the breaths as they naturally occur. And that when the mind is not doing that, I only go up to 10. If the mind, sometimes I'll keep counting like 11, 12, 13. That's when I know I'm starting to not be present or when I start thinking of things and not counting at all, you know. 
So it's a good way to reel yourself back into the situation. Um, so one thing that I learned with thought and emotion is to watch your thought, to feel your emotion, observe the reaction of what happens, all with no context of the past and the future. It's the best way to accept things the way that they are because they're not always the way that we want them to be. If your mind carries a heavy burden of the past, odds are you will yield the same results you have been. Change only comes when you change the mindset that's trying to work on getting a different result. Otherwise, if you're stuck in the same patterns, you're going to yield the same results. Um, Forget about your life situation and pay attention to your life, right? Problems are mind-made and need time to survive. Uh, Psychological time, of course. There's many different realms of time, but psychological time would be um it is 10:33 right now psychological time in a true problem the mind stops and focuses on the present moment so if it's a life or death situation the mind will react to it accordingly but us living in a first world country we make problems out of things that aren't actually really problems they're problems for our ego and our ego doesn't want to accept that um, it can't be quenched or it can't be satiated with certain things, okay? When the compulsive striving away from the now ceases, the joy of being is in everything. Don't seek permanency in a place where it isn't. And Buddhist teaching obviously teaches a lot about impermanence. And ever since then, I've seen forms and shaping in front of my eyes as anything that was born is going to die you know um it's pretty hard to want to accept for the ego that all these things come and go but now i see things as really we should only be leaving this life with what we came in with there's not really a way to leave with anything else regardless of how much you come to possess in your life yes you could leave your family behind some things and leave on a heritage or a legacy or something but as far as materialism is concerned on a personal level it's not like the necklace you get buried with is going to be on your neck when you go into the next transition after death so to be free of time is to be free of the psychological need of past for your identity and future for your fulfillment Make it a habit to monitor your mental and emotional state through self-observation. And a series of questions that I come across as asking myself are, am I at ease in this current moment? What's happening inside of me? That my primary reality is within and my secondary reality is without. Um, Whether your thoughts and emotions about this experience are justified or not makes no difference. That's the ego wanting to speak saying how much it's been harmed or how wrong it's been treated and when you do that you're defending your right to suffer you're saying why you should be seen as suffering more than the other person when suffering in general is a subjective thing you know someone could be suffering because they can't even have a grain of rice to eat and therefore they're dying and then I might think I'm suffering because I can't find my phone charger, you know, we all have different, we all have different problems, we have to recognize that we all suffer, because we're meant to suffer, you know, Um, stress is another big thing that I've seen in in life, 
And stress is caused by being here, but wanting to be there. That's another thing with anxiety, putting yourself in the future when you should be um, focusing yourself on your presence. Ask yourself what problem you have now, not in the future or a problem you've had before. The answer lies where you're at at that current moment. Um, And that's very powerful because a lot of people are like, oh, um, I'll procrastinate. Just do it like Nike says, but later. Or um, it'll take care of itself. Let me let me send one up to the big dog and have all my problems solved or stuff like that. Um, a lot of people can't really accept the reality of the reality of things um, and want to look at someone else to solve their problems or think that if they get more time, then the, that'll solve their problems. Or I don't know. That's just the way that I've come to know human existence okay and waiting for something is a state of mind in the future depriving you of the present it's saying that there's something in the future that's going to fulfill you again we know that is being the ego as speaking okay um you can improve your life situation but you cannot improve your life your life is already whole all of the answers that we have for our existence or our purpose lie within us it's with It's our responsibility to find those things out. Now, our life situation, on the other hand, is circumstances and experiences. Uh, And gratitude for the present moment is true prosperity. So you can always change your circumstances and experiences because they're constant. We live in a world that's constantly changing. So the situation of the world is always changing. But what resides within us in a deeper spiritual level is already complete. Um, more time cannot free you of time the past and future cannot survive in your presence only in your absence and understanding presence is being present and also understanding when you're not present is also being present okay Um, stillness which is pretty much how I see meditation as being uh, what is stillness other than consciousness free of thought forms It exists in a place where nothing can attach itself to uh, stillness because it just is, you know. Presence is drawn to presence. So like-minded, awakened people attract each other. And egotistical people tend to attract each other as well. That's just how life works. Um, Look beyond the words. So an example I have of this is honey isn't honey. You can study and talk about it as long as you want, but you will never know unless you experience it. And denying is not allowing yourself to experience the reality of honey, right? So if you let other people tell you um, what honey is, you'll never really know what honey is because you haven't experienced it for yourself. But also not wanting to experience it, you know, due to hard-headedness or due to um, whatever reason, is that doesn't make it not real it just means that it's not gonna happen for you if that makes sense your ego won't experience it um transformation is through the body not without it that's why i advocate a lot about exercise you know a healthy diet um drinking water getting the proper amount of sleep you know ditching the cigarettes uh don't get addicted to the drugs stop with the alcohol um you know, practice, uh, self-discipline, all that kind of stuff. 
Feeling will get you closer to the truth of who you are rather than thinking. Um, And again, like I said with the spiritual practice, I cannot tell you anything that deep down you don't already know. We all have a moral compass that lies within us. We know what's right or wrong. Um, We don't need someone to tell us it. Granted, if someone does tell us something that we've been thinking, then it can shine light on things and implore us to unfold and discover these things as they happen. But um, I'm, I'm not by any means telling you something that you don't already know, okay? Um, when you reach a certain level of connectedness, you recognize the truth when you hear it. Uh, more consciousness means a lessening of the illusion of materiality. Materiality. There we go. I've been having a hard time with that word. So um, let's talk about emptiness now since we've accepted suffering. The essence of all things is emptiness. Form is emptiness and emptiness is form, which refers to space and silence. Okay. Space and silence have no existence. To exist is to stand out. You cannot think and be aware of these things. Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Okay. There were nothing but space and silence, they wouldn't exist for you. Nothing could be without space, yet space is nothing. The vastness and stillness that enables the universe to be is also inside of you. Um, So what I want to hammer home here is when um, we recognize space as an empty place, right? But something has to exist in that empty place for it to be an empty place or it's just space. It's just nothing. But if it's within the something that's in there, that it become that it's understood as being nothing, you know. Uh, if there were no illusion, there would be no enlightenment. Nothing that is of value that is real is ever lost. And that's sort of what I was trying to hammer with the... Um, we die with what we came with because uh, if, if something actually means something to you, if it's real, it's never lost. It's carried on within you as you go, you know. Um, death is painful only as long as you cling to the illusion. And that's accepting suffering to attain enlightenment and all that sort of thing. True salvation is life in its fullness. <clears throat> you get there only by realizing you're already there. You find God once you realize you don't need to seek God because God exists within us, from my understanding. I'm not not saying God's real, God's not, God's this, God's that. That's just how I see it, you know. Um, Let's talk about relationships now. If in your relationship you experience love and its opposite, you are confusing ego attachment and addictive clinging with love. You cannot love your partner one moment and attack them the next. Every addiction starts and ends with pain, okay? Um, And the reason I put that into the relationship thing is sometimes people seek out partners to fill a part of themselves that they feel is not there and become addicted to their lover, whether it be lustfully, whether it be emotionally, whether it be attentively, um, you know, what have you. So yeah, that's how I see relationship as. The greatest catalyst for change in a relationship, however, is complete acceptance of your partner as they are without the need to judge or change them. So when we accept things, we accept things as they are. And a relationship is no different. When you come across your partner, 
your partner's not going to be perfect because your partner's not meant to be perfect because you're not perfect because nobody's perfect. It's all about what you're willing to put up with, let's say, um, in order to mediate things, to understand things that um, when you forge a relationship, you're forging a partnership. You're starting to care about each other. You're doing these things, you know. Um, And again, with judging them, the moment judgment stops through acceptance of what is, you are free of the mind. And usually, um, from my experience, a lot of men are driven by the mind and a lot of women are driven by emotion. So um, if you can liberate the mind, it sort of frees up all of the past experiences you've had. Maybe you've been cheated on. Maybe you've been um, sexually assaulted. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe you've been um, beaten. You know, there's so many things that people can do to us. But you have to recognize if they attack you, they don't love you. And that's a really big thing because there's so many red flags that we see in the beginning of relationships, but we're so caught up in the ego attachment that we confuse it for love. And that's not okay. That doesn't make for a healthy existence, you know? (sighs) So yeah, every crisis not only represents danger, but opportunity. And I think the most important place or the most... The place with most growth is usually the place where you hurt the most. Um, The hidden opportunity within the crisis does not manifest until every fact is understood and accepted. Not everything you think is a fact, but everything that is a fact. You cannot transform yourself or others. All you can do is create space for them to transform, okay? Um, Be the knowing instead of being the reaction. Know things rather than react to them. Because when we react to them, it's because we think that we understand these things. And that was Loki. He just turned on Transformers, so I had to turn that off. Be careful, bub. Um, Speaking of transform, uh, that's what we were just talking about, so that's pretty neat. Uh, Give expression to what you feel rather than blaming. Um, listen non-defensively and give others space to express themselves as well as being present so when you're giving someone space to express yourself your ego is going to want to zone out and think about things that you enjoy uh, things that provide you pleasure but if you uh, look at things like that then you're not being present and paying the other person enough attention uh, and mind to really be there the ego needs problems to strengthen itself uh, once you understand the root of your dysfunction, you need to, you need not to explore its types. Uh, as long as you make an identity out of yourself for pain, you can't be free of it. And that's really with any emotion. I've noticed that myself because I always felt like I was so harmed growing up, like I was done wrong by so many people that I just started to resent people um, and that became who I was. I, of course, worked on that kind of thing over time, and I'm getting better. I'm not free of it, but I'm becoming free of it. Uh, A a victim identity is what I would call that, being the belief that the past is stronger than the present. So caught up in what was and what happened that there's no walking into a situation thinking differently. The stronger the ego, the further you are from your true nature. 
and true nature, obviously, is bestowed deep within us. Um, When you become enlightened, you lose your relationship with yourself. And what I mean by that is the sense of ego diminishes. And that's sort of the relationship aspect of things. Okay, so happiness depends on your positivity. Your inner peace does not. There's a lesson in every negative experience. Uh, Shows what matters and what doesn't. Accept whatever comes to you woven in the pattern of your destiny for what could more aptly fit your needs. And as far as egos are concerned, whenever two or more egos come together, drama of one kind or another ensues. Whenever you are not honoring the present moment by allowing it to be, you create drama. No one who is, one, who is at one with himself can conceive conflict. All suffering is ego created and due to resistance. So resistance is the inability to accept things the way that they are, okay? Uh, As far as growth is concerned, dissolution is needed uh, to happen. And failure, it lies concealed within every success and success within every failure, as with pain existing within pleasure and pleasure existing within pain. All forms are impermanent, so they can do three things. They can either end, they can change, or they can shift polarity from good to bad. Uh, The mind cannot accept these things because the mind is not able to comprehend these things. To accept impermanence is not to think about it, but to understand it, to feel it. Uh, Watch any plant or animal and let it teach you acceptance of what is. Let it teach you how to live and die without making either a problem. And I've noticed that um, plants and animals die and right in front of our face and they don't sit there and pity themselves you know Uh, we should be the same way we're cut from the same cloth we're not much different all the only difference between me and loki is he walks on four legs i walk on two whenever you feel negativity to start use it as a sign to become present that means you've drifted away from your present moment because you um have lost your happiness you're negative instead of having a wall of resistance inside of you and it keeps being attacked by things that should not be happening let everything pass through you to perceive yourself as a vulnerable body that was born and will one day die that's the illusion um you know we anything that's born will die but the existence that is us that is the soul uh, transcends that reality okay nothing is what it seems to be and that might sound crazy that might sound cliche But that very much applies to what's being said here right now. Um, Every being is a focal point of consciousness. Like I said, consciousness earlier, uh, one collected gathering of energy. Each one of us is a single drop of that. Um, Each one of us creating our own world and we're all interconnected to each other. So though we may be very different from each other, we all share the same truths. Uh, peace your peace is so vast and deep that anything that is not peace disappears as if it never existed Um, I like to see that as when you radiate that sense of peace that the negativity can't come through that you know the um, the anger can't come through that the sadness can't come through that because you're at peace and you're at peace because you're accepting okay surrender is part of acceptance too 
Surrender is also compatible with taking action, initiating change, or achieving goals. And if you find yourself in an unpleasant situation, which just because um, this whole teaching is based on uh, what's good versus what's bad, it doesn't mean that's what's unpleasant is necessarily bad because, like I said, it's a place for growth. So if you're in an unpleasant situation and you want to get out of it, uh, you can ask yourself a series of questions such as, can you change that situation? Can you improve that situation? Or can you remove yourself from that situation? And once you find out that answer, you take the action that follows that answer. Um, So uh, when I was reading the Dalai Lama's book on... uh, happiness in a troubled world, um, I noticed that a lot of people have a hard time communicating. And when identifications with our mental positions are out of the way, then true communication can begin. Okay, I think that's very important. Don't have your mind made up before you go into the conversation or into the situation because it's never what it seems to be. Okay, if you attack the image, it attacks back. If you accept and become friendly to the image, it can't not be friendly back. It doesn't have the potential to be anything else. Um, Use anything bad in your life as a means of enlightenment. Use it to grow. Use it to flourish. Use it to understand. Use it to strengthen yourself. Um, knowing Knowing what is cannot be undone because it already is. You say yes to what is or you accept what it isn't then you do what you have to do, okay? You attract and manifest whatever corresponds to your inner state. Not interstate, like I-95, but inner state. So, uh, again, like earlier we said, when uh, presence attracts presence and ego attracts ego, that's what our inner states are seen as being. Uh, If there's no way out, then there's a way through. And that in itself is very powerful because... Some of us are so bent on leaving a situation that we never know that we could just charge through it. And sometimes you can't leave a situation. Sometimes you do have to go through it. And we don't want to go through it, but we should go through it, okay? And so my last thing in this um, power of now would be, you know you've surrendered when you no longer ask the question on if you've surrendered. And that's with anything. With any teaching, as soon as you no longer have to ask yourself the question of what it is, then you've accepted it for what it is. So I myself have learned a lot from that book. Um, And like I said, it's one of the things that most changed my spiritual view on things. I seem to be a lot happier now. Um, I seem to be a lot more present than I've been. Uh, The relationships around me are getting better. My life circumstances are changing. Um, And I implore you all that if you're going through a hard time, just know that within every hard time comes a moment when things cannot be hard. But it takes the action of wanting to do better to get out of those situations. Um, So I hope you can get from this what you need from this. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't know what it is. And I hope you guys all have a great day and we'll stay tuned for next week's episode. I'll see you guys.